0: welcome back everybody this is todd sylvester with the todd sylvester inspires belief cast once again i'm excited to have an amazing guest on we've we've been so blessed with some amazing people and today is no different we have dan young on today thank you for being here with us dan
1: thank you thanks for inviting me you bet
0: um i do need to give a shout out to our uh, sponsor i want to thank uh, veracity networks for their support they've really helped launch this and we are trending on itunes now and We've got some good traction. So, thank you as well, listeners, for your support. You're going to be inspired today. I've got a an amazing guy on who uh, lives his life with passion. A little background um, you guys are going to, once I say this, you're going to know who Dan is. Uh, he's the CEO and founder of PC Laptops. He's Dan Dan, the laptop man, right? Yep, yep. Where we love you, you yep. know. And uh, many of you have seen his commercials. He's been on for how long? How how long has
1: that been going? Uh, about twenty nine years. 29
0: now. Twenty nine years. That yeah. is impressive, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love because I you know I've done some research and you know I love the way you live your life. And one of the things I came across is a, a saying that you've said before is "Be crazy enough to know that you can do anything in life," and um, and then also how you help people find their pains and then help them find the solution to get through it. thats kind of your motto with all your businesses and and that kind of thing. And you've been through some trials and tribulations uh, as as a younger Dan. And I want to get into that as well. So cool. thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate the invite. So um, let's start off. Yeah, tell us a little bit about your background, a little bit about your family. I know your parents um, are from China originally and let's kind of go from there.
1: Yeah, so I grew up in Los Angeles, California. My parents were uh, immigrants from China and I uh, didn't speak any English. <laughs> and uh they ended up in Southern California and my dad got a job with the uh US Army designing uh pamphlets. Oh really? And uh and while he was also a janitor <laughs> as well <laughs> for General Motors. So, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, so I grew up in Southern California and um quite an interesting lifestyle out there, you know, right. being a teenager.
0: Yeah, were are you do you have any brothers or sisters?
1: I have a brother and okay. also a sister. Yeah.
0: Okay. And um, how was it living in Southern California? Was it did you have a hard time because you didn't speak English in the or or it was your parents that didn't? My speak. parents didn't speak English. You did though. You were raised right. speaking English. Okay. And
1: they're for they were from China, um, and an interesting thing is they they didn't allow us to speak Chinese in the home. And if you look at my uh, last name spelling, Y O U N G, first name Dan. My dad said, "I don't want anyone to be able to tell where your origin is from." Oh really? Based on how you speak, and how they see your name, because that way uh, you're gonna be able to bust through all the barriers with your excellence, right? And not have people prejudge, because coming out of you know uh, they came out of World War II and they came you know to America, there was right. a lot of a lot of stigma going on. So
0: for sure, yeah. Wow, that's interesting that he taught you that at a young age, right? Mm-hmm. So l- talk a little bit about that. What are you know what are kind of the philosophies of your parents? What were some of the things that they taught you growing up and you know, some of the things that you kind of carry over even to this day that you've learned from them.
1: The definition of success is, is a big one that my, my dad taught me. He said, you know, um, success is doing your best and learning from your screw-ups. Right. Um, and he said, you know, coming to America, and this is not necessarily a super pop, uh, popular opinion, but he said, coming to America as immigrants, um, we have to be Americans, and we have to not take any special handouts. Privileges, anything. We have to be excellent, right? And, and again, and that was his his mantra. So he made sure that you know we spoke very good English and and really socialized well in, into the into um, into the system. So it was pretty cool. Wow,
0: that is cool because it sounds like he was really trying to teach you guys. Hey, let's let's be disciplined enough so we we can have the best uh, I guess opportunity to be successful in what we do here in America.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. Wow. Well, obviously you're a huge success in what you've been doing. Again, people who follow you would understand this. Um, you you're a creator, you're an entrepreneur, you've you know, you've got a podcast now, you've you've owned many, many businesses that have made lots of money and you've just been a really huge success. So it sounds like that started getting instilled in you as a young kid.
1: Yeah, all in fact all the shenanigans of my <laughs> yeah. younger years uh, that was really the foundation of, of learning how to run companies and start companies and negotiate and help find people's pains and heal them. Right. Yeah.
0: So talk a little bit about some of the pains you went through. If you you know as a as a teenager, I know you got caught up in some issues there. Let's talk about that and just you know let our listeners know what you went through.
1: Yeah. You know. Um, so I grew up in uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, I went to a school called Birmingham High School in Van Nuys, California. And it was uh, kind of a lower middle class school, you know. Uh, but what happened was, is they started to do uh, uh, busing. So they wanted to kind of have integration from kids in like really tough neighborhoods. And so they would bus them in. So they installed metal detectors and all this kind of stuff. Right. Had cops full time at the school. Wow. And I started getting beat up all the time. We would get jumped by gang members and, okay. and, and just beaten on um, continuously. And so what I did is this, and I asked my dad about it. I'm like, what should I do? He's like, well, find out what their pains are, you know, and see if you can help them.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And so he said, you know, you should go buy some hamburgers for some of these kids. (laughs) So what happened was that we had a McDonald's down across the street of school, you know. And so I found the leaders of the largest gangs that attended the school, and I bought a McDonald's hamburgers. And I said, just tell me your story, man. It was like a virtual podcast of the day, you know. Wow, yeah. There was no podcast today. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what was really cool is I was walking home with some of my friends and uh, we got jumped. And about 15 guys just started beating us. And this huge crowd of like 65 gangsters came over and beat the crap out of these guys. They were beating the crap at us. Oh, okay. And, uh, Afterwards, I, I thought there was more bad people coming to attack us. And afterwards, um, this guy, his, his nickname was, his street name was Vamp. Um, <laughs> and he was the head of this gang called Pacoima Flats. He said to me, he said, you know, I appreciate that burger, man. You're a good dude. Wow. He said, I just didn't want to see you guys get, you know, beaten like that. He goes, you'll never have to worry about getting beaten again. Really? Yeah. Um,
0: and how old were you at this time?
1: At this time, I was about uh, 14 years old. Okay. Yeah, 14 years old. Wow. So uh, that's how I learned a little bit of um, negotiating skill. <laughs> and by offering kindness, you know, the universe reciprocates. Yeah. Um, and that one maybe saved my life. So.
0: It sounds like
1: it. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Did
0: you, in those moments, you know, before that happened where you got rescued by that other group um, because of what you've done, did were you were you fighting back or were you just mainly trying to just protect yourself and hope the beating doesn't continue to
1: last? I can fight fairly well, you know. I can <laughs> hold my own. Um, my parents, until I was little, they they sent me to take jujitsu mm-hmm. and also Muay Thai kickboxing. So you know, in a in a one on one engagement, it was usually not a problem. But when you have a whole crowd attacking you, there's not much you can really do. Right. No, yeah. that's true. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> Yeah. So how did Knowing that you, your dad teaches, I mean, it sounds like your dad is a very wise man because some of the stuff already that you've talked about. So he's teaching you to actually do an act of kindness to someone in order to break down kind of that tough exterior and to get to what what they're really maybe dealing with.
1: Exactly, in fact, that's what he did in China. Um, People were being killed in the streets uh, during the war and the American soldiers came in and my dad and his friends brought them food and the American soldiers said, hey, if you kids need anything, we got your back. Really? And that actually helped facilitate his immigration to the U.S. Uh, by helping these American soldiers. And so they protect him. The enemy was literally poisoning the food that the kids were eating and the teenagers and the families out there and just raping and pillaging. was horrible. Mm-hmm. And by doing the same thing, right. the American soldiers really took them under their wings and, uh, and life got really good.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful because yeah. your your dad learns this and then he teaches it to you.
1: Yeah, so kindness, finding people's pains, and the pain of the uh, American soldiers were uh, crappy rations, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, they would, you know, cook and put together some, you know, get get them some good food and right. things like that. So, you know.
0: well, I'm jumping ahead here a little bit, but okay. you know, like in your commercials, you know, you always end it with "We love you," mm-hmm. and you know is what did that stem from is this part of? I mean that seems pretty genuine when you do that as well I mean there's you're not just saying that
1: yes and you know I teach you know our team members when you're looking at somebody you're not there really to to sell them something you're there to discover what their pains are what their inconvenience are what's causing them you know stress or if like they have a business you know can you help them be more productive right right and so when we say we love you um, you, when you're when we're talking to somebody, when I'm talking to somebody, I'm looking, I'm scanning for those those pains they have. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying to myself, I care about this person, I love this person. Right. And uh another thing my dad taught me he said, You know why Chinese people bow to each other? And I, I'm yeah, like, well, I have why? no idea. Yeah. You know? And he goes, Well, it's because the D T and me is acknowledging the DT in you. Hmm. Interesting. So, so, you know, all of us, and no matter how much money we have, whether we're broke or rich or whatever, um we're, you know, very powerful beings. And so when we bow, we're acknowledging that existence of, a, of another powerful being. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I had
0: No, that's very cool. Wow. That's, that's awesome. So, you know, so you go through, you know, you're 14 years old and you, now you, re, you, you learn this really powerful lesson by helping out. But as you go through, you know, high school and stuff, I know you went through some other struggles. Let's talk a little bit about that if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, so I started hanging around with a lot of these gang members um, buying lots of hamburgers. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, another saying is from from dad is you can't wrestle with a pig and not get dirty. Yeah. And so they started rubbing off on me a little bit. Um, these guys are really cool. One of them was like, hey, let me introduce you to uh, some girls. You have a girlfriend. And hey, you can borrow my car and dan here's here's some money you're a good kid here's a couple thousand bucks wow you know and and these things and so it started really rubbing off on me and the lifestyle yeah got kind of rough i actually kind of you know started hanging out with these guys and picking up a lot of their traits and that's where things you know really escalated right (laughs) you know yeah
0: yeah so um i know that you you know I know you had if it's okay to talk about yeah. it, you struggled with some some substance abuse issues and stuff like that yeah did that start in high school or was that afterwards or when did that happen in your life
1: well it's hanging around with these guys right yeah. They're like oh have some of this have some of that you know and first it started with alcohol and things and then you know th- things progressed and and really um it didn't seem like a big deal at first right right but it became more just a, a normal part of a daily routine after right. a while and yeah. so uh yeah, that's how that kind of stuff started.
0: Yeah. How long did you struggle through that? I mean, when you know, you're going through this through high school, did your dad know that you were going through this and your mom No. Did they, did they know what no, was up?
1: No, they didn't think there was any problem with that. I didn't think there was any problem with that, but Okay. Um yeah, in fact I didn't have any like real health issues or things like that. But the thing I noticed like po- like post um is that it turned off my compassion and it turned off my Caring as much, right. it almost just turned off all the emotions, right? Yeah, right, um, and it turned off the fear too, yeah, as well. And so it was pretty enticing. It's like, wow, you could feel great and top of the world, and not you're not really be having anxiety about things. And yeah. all. it was like an insta cure. So
0: sure, yeah, yeah. Well, how did you get to a point where you decided, or how did you move on from that, and how did you get past that?
1: So it all culminated to a pretty tragic event. Um, a bunch of these guys I was hanging out with uh gotten a altercation with a bunch of of these other guys right right (laughs) and uh turned out a lot of people got injured and things like that and uh i went to juvenile hall for quite a while Mm. and in juvenile hall um it was a pretty large uh conflict that happened so you know for quite some time i was alone in a room in solitary while they were trying to figure out what was going on right and uh at that that was like instant detox Sure, um, you know, yeah, you feed what you eat what they feed you, <laughs> yeah, right, um, so all I could really do is go exercise and study, and uh cleared my head, yeah, sure, um and then when it was all done and said, what was interesting is um, I got out and uh the judge said, Dan, actually, you know, you didn't actually do anything, you were just in the proximity of these bad people um and so he said, you know, we're gonna give you actually a little bit of 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 money for the inconvenience because really we didn't really go through the correct process and uh so you must a little a tiny bit a little little bit right. you know, a few thousand bucks sure and uh, and that's when my um my sister said hey i i uh i'm an academic advisor at the university of utah you should come up here because it's good living clean living and you know and, <laughs> right. and utah is great so why don't you move in with me and, and make some new friends and that's that's when i came here
0: came here and then that's did you struggle when you came up here too, or were you kind of in the mindset of, okay, I've got to, I've got to, you know, kind of lead a different path.
1: My head was super clear when I got here. Right. I mean, it was, it hadn't felt so clear in a few years, you know? Yeah. And so when I got here, uh, it was, it was wonderful. Went to Highland high school here and, and it was great. You know, um, I wasn't a good, I've never been a great student academically. Right. Um, but it was great. All the people were nice here, super kind. Yeah. Um, all the locals in Utah, you know, the majority of people in Utah are good people. Right. So it was really cool. Everyone was just warm and accepting. And I told them my story and they were still warm and accepting. <laughs> and so it was like, wow.
0: It's cool. This, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's a good place. Yeah. So when did you, you know, realize that you really loved like computers and, you know, and let's talk a little bit about that oh, story yeah. because how you started PC laptops is actually a really cool story. So, so, so
1: I got to the computers when I was like five. Okay. Um, when I was a little kid, my uh, my cousin, uh, Victor, had a, a computer and he would let me play video games on a little bit. And then after school, in elementary school, there was a guy named Charles and he set up a computer training camp. He says, you know, they have these basketball camps, boys and girls clubs and things. But for those of that are kind of nerdy, he selected about 30 students who could come to this center he rented uh-huh. and he taught us how to program uh, computers and that. And that was, you know, before I went into the kind of bad teenage years. Yeah. But but that stuck in my head, right? So I, I told myself, maybe I have a, a knack for computing, right? Um, so to fast forward a little bit, I, I got a job at Radio Shack in the mall, right? Fashion place, mall. <laughs> Radio Shack, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Selling electronics and computers and different things like that yeah. and got a lot of experience there. And when I was at, at Radio Shack, this, this old guy comes in. He's like He's like, you are the most helpful person helping me find electronic parts. And I asked him, what do you do? So why don't we go have lunch in the food court? Mm. And so I got to know this guy, a really cool guy. And I asked, so what do you do? And he said, well, I'm like, just tell me what you do, man. He's like, <laughs> well, I was a computer engineer guy before. And um, I sold my company for $270 million. Yeah. And um, now I'm kind of retired. I'm kind of a hobbyist. And I work with electronics and things like that. He's like, if you want, I could mentor you and kind of show you kind of how I did it. And so, uh, about once a week he'd come over and come really? down and buy me a lunch. Really? Yeah. And he'd just show me how to do things, you know? Wow. It's pretty cool.
0: That is way cool. And I mean, I, did you ever feel like, why is this guy doing this in the beginning? Like, is this for real? You know? Or did it feel Not pretty genuine? really,
1: because I was always helping. He, this was a guy who'd come to the store for two hours and ask me oh, all these questions. Gotcha. And what do okay. I need for this and that? Yeah. And he just, he just wanted to reciprocate. You know? He's yeah. like, can I, buy, you know, can I tip you? And we can't take tips working at Radio Shack. Right. He's like, how about, can I buy you, a, you know, some Chinese food in the food court? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that. that'll yeah. work.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it
1: was nice. So that
0: mentoring led to what from that point?
1: So he said, you've outgrown Radio Shack. He's like, and how much are you making here? I'm like $17,500 a year. He's like. That's peanuts. You need to mm-hmm. do some higher level sales. So, I got a job at this place called Silo, which is like a Best Buy type of thing. Right. And uh, I was there. When I got there, there was five thousand salespeople, and I was the worst. I was in the lowest four thousand seven hundred or something. Really terrible salesman, <laughs> really compared to the people there. Uh huh. Um, but was pretty cool. So I thought about my dad's hamburger thing again, and so I looked at the top three performers in the company and took them all to lunch. Right. I said, can you guys show me how you do it? And they're like, yeah, if you buy his hamburgers. <laughs> yeah. And uh, right. within 90 days, I was the number one salesperson there and held it for six years out of 5,000 really? salespeople.
0: That's amazing.
1: Which was really cool. Yeah. It was really cool. So then they went out of business, though. <laughs> they were owned by this European company. They went out of business. And um, my manager said, hey, man, uh, do you want your customer database of everyone you sold computers to? In fact, we can just give you everyone who's bought a computer here. He's like, "Cause we're gone."
0: You're like, "Yeah."
1: So I cold called all these people and I said, "Hey, if you bought a computer here, I'll honor your warranty. You just here's my pager number. You just beat me pager, <laughs> and I'll come out and I'll help you uh, with any sort of labor." And um, so I went out, you know, and uh, right. and did this. I burnt through all the savings that I had. I had a little over twenty thousand dollars I'd saved up. I burnt through all all that. Um, but the next year we did over a million in revenue
0: unbelievable early 90s so
1: pretty cool it's fun so
0: is is that is that was that the formation of pc laptops at that time or was that still something else and then that came later
1: that was pc laptops okay yeah that's out of my house you know right pager car (laughs) on site Yeah.
0: yeah so um what is your philosophy with uh with pc laptops let's talk about that because you know, you're a very passionate person. You're, you got a lot of energy. I know you look at yourself as like a creator. You create what you want. And I really appreciate that about you. And I love that because I kind of, I try to instill that in my own clients. It's like, you know, you're in charge of your life, you know, and kind of show them how to do that. So let's talk about kind of like your philosophy, maybe not just at PC laptops, but in life in general.
1: Yeah. Um, I think some of the most important things uh, as far as creation though, is just getting out of your head and onto paper. Or on your phone and your notes or something. Yeah. Um, And that's what that mentor showed me how to do is set physical, financial, and spiritual goals and timelines and deadlines. And the big one was timelines and deadlines to be able to hit those goals.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and had you done that before you had met him? Did you, did you ever learn that from your parents or anything like that? Like setting goals and things like that?
1: No. In fact, my parents weren't (laughs) financially, again, uh, that strong. They're good humans. Sure. But, um. We were so poor when i was young though we literally had to my mom i remember her crying we had to count change in the laundry room to try to get food and stuff i mean it was it was, it was pretty 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 big struggle right mm-hmm.
0: tough times so you know what what are one of the things that someone would expect when they come into a pc laptop store I mean, a lot of people in utah have been there yeah um but what would they expect to to see and hear and feel does so it come into
1: there? we talk about engaging the five senses. All humans have five senses, the sight, sound, smell, touch, right. and taste. And so when people come in, we want to make sure we engage those senses. Yeah. In a positive way, right? Temperature is good. Music is good. You're being greeted. You're treated well. Your hand is shaken, you know? Um, and then we truly try to, again, we dig, dig right into finding out where your, your, your pains are and maybe how we can assist you. Right. So it goes quickly into that.
0: But it's a, that's a pretty unique philosophy i don't think you get that anywhere else what are your pains yeah what's what's really causing you discomfort right now mm-hmm. and let's see what we can do to fix that yeah is that kind of basically it
1: that's that's the theory in all of our companies yeah. so we have a big online company called zydex which is actually bigger than pc laptops okay and um and we do a lot of now i do a lot of commercial property development um as well and then we also have a cloud backup company and a bunch of, bunch of crazy stuff but that philosophy transfers into all companies. It could transfer into anyone's business.
0: Anyone's business. Mm-hmm. It's funny when I was telling people here that, hey, guess who I'm having on today, you know? And I said, yeah, it's Dan Young from PC Laptops. And there's four people here who have your computer. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, if you want to come see what I bought from him, he's upstairs in my office, you know? Wow. And, and, they, and uh, everyone was like so excited that you were coming. Because again, um, I've been in your stores before and you do leave there feeling like, wow, these people care um, almost like i wasn't planning on buying a computer but i bought one anyways
1: <laughs> yeah you just have
0: that feeling of like hey these guys tr- there's trust there i guess is what i'm trying to say
1: yeah that's the big thing because you know in in retail computer the computer business is very competitive yeah and people can go online and order stuff and that but the idea is to offer so much value as far as the personal care mhm and that's what we're charging for. Because, you know, people can build their own computers and save a few bucks or whatever they want or go to Costco or <laughs> whatever. Right. Uh, but the idea is, what are their problems? What, are they, what do they need taken care of? And then, you know, take care of them forever for that. Not, not give them a bill for the service. Wow. Because yeah, that's, that's awesome. expensive. For sure. You know? yeah. yeah.
0: That's great. Let's talk a little bit about, you have, um, it's called Dan's Millionaire Code. Is that yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what that is and why, that, why you, you know, created that
1: um at first it was about a way to mass mentor and solve people's pains without fee um and so i said you know i had i have another mentor his name is john Pistana.
0: oh yeah i know john yeah. i actually know john yeah and john
1: yeah. john's done really well um and, yeah. and he said you know i like to spend a certain amount of time every week that i give back and he goes are you dedicating a certain amount of time where you're giving back you know mm-hmm. and i don't and the one-on-ones are okay but it's hard one person at a time yeah and so what I did is made Dan's Mirror Code podcast share uh, what I know and also what a lot of experts know that have, have literally built, some of them, billion-dollar organizations from nothing. Right. And, uh, and these are people that weren't born wealthy or anything like that. They come from tough situations, a lot of people. And, and I was like, uh, how can I do that? Now, it was a dabble in the beginning, but I, I received a message on Instagram from a guy that said, hey, man... Uh, my, my kid's been diagnosed with terminal cancer. Um, I've been drinking a lot and doing drugs and this stuff. And I got fired mm. from my job and all this stuff. And I'm like, great, he's going to bug me for money, you know? Right. And then I'm like, well, here, do this. Like I said, read this book, Think and Grow Rich, and write me a one-page report. And then the next day, I mean, two days later, he had this one-page report. And so I started mm. giving him task assignments. And uh, fast forward like a year later, he's back with his wife. He was able to get better medical care for his son, so his son is actually not terminally. He's not terminally. Oh, really? with, with, okay. With the cancer they thought wow. he had, uh, he's got a great job now. He's making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year within within a year. And he said, wow. "Man, you you saved my life." I'm like, "No, you saved your life, man." Yeah. And so I was talking to my wife about that. She says, "Maybe she does more." So I'm like, "Well, all right, let's do it more. It's fun, and it's and it's fun because there's a there's so much great knowledge out there. And what I found though that. Most of these people that do really well, that have very large amounts of money, they don't need really more money. They do it because they love what they do. Right. But they all dedicate more and more time to give back. Right. And a lot of these guys and girls haven't told their story. And so it's a way for them to get started too.
0: Wow, that's beautiful. What a great story. And, and it's neat. I love what you said is how much time during the week are you actually giving back? And I think we should all ask ourselves that question. Because I think a lot of times we get absorbed with us, and if it's all about me, and I got to do this, I got to do that. But how much time do we spend helping someone else get to where they may need to be? Dude, there's
1: I, a rule for that, though. Okay. Is, you know, I, I was saying, you can't, if you had a 400 pound personal trainer and, they, and you were trying to lose weight, it's probably not the person, right? Right. If you had a financial advisor who was dead broke, <laughs> they can't, you know. Yeah. But you see a lot of people like that. And, and really, so I, my advice is you got to help yourself first. You really need to help yourself before sure. you can help anyone else. Okay, then you can help your family, right? Those that you really love that are close, right? Um, and then you can help your friends and other people like that. Yeah, you know, right. Going outwards, but it's all got to start with the example. Yeah, because that proves a template, a track record, right?
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, have you know, I, I tell my clients you can't lift someone to higher ground unless you're standing there yourself. Correct. And sometimes that takes a minute to get yourself into that position. So that's beautiful. Um, so, you know, growing up, I mean, I'm really impressed with uh, the stories even about your dad and how he's, some of the things he's taught you. What would you say is maybe the most important lesson you've learned from your parents, if you're looking back? I know that's pr- a big question because you've learned a lot. but
1: The big lesson is um, the more that you give without expectation, the more that um, the universe will reciprocate. Yeah. And because I believe that all people are selfish in a way, even mm-hmm. if they say, look, I'm doing this, I mean, the least, the smallest thing that you'll get, probably the biggest thing actually, is, but it's not monetary, is, is, is you're, you're giving and when you give, you feel good. Right. You get that endorphin rush. Yeah. You feel wonderful and it's natural and it makes you want to do more of that though. So, because I believe, you know, all humans are, are really motivated by, motivated by pain and pleasure. And just because so if it's not monetary though people still get that rush right otherwise they wouldn't do it right right um so you know nothing is selfless i think i think and i believe that all 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 people suffer from you know with them what's in it for me syndrome right <laughs> right all people suf- suffer from with them it's just how's that and it's not bad actually to make yeah. yourself feel good by doing good things right
0: yeah because i really think if we didn't feel good when we did that probably we wouldn't do it. So I agree with you. Ultimately, we're doing it because it feels good. Yeah. It does feel good to help someone else. There's just no way around that. Mm-hmm. But that's the beauty of it is, especially when we're in a position of influence. And I think I look at you and a lot of people, I mean, you've, you've got a lot of eyes looking at you. you. You've been an influence in Utah, especially for years. And uh, I really, that's what I'm saying. I'm really impressed on how you live your life with that passion and that drive and, that, and, the, and the love you have for, for people. And I, again, that's why you probably say that on all your commercials and well, ads. And,
1: it's just self therapy, though, though, because you know we all have our demons, our little angel yeah. and devils on our shoulders. You know, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. I, I always tell myself it's a way to try to reciprocate and pay back for all the bad things I did. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. try to redeem yourself. Yeah. For all the stupid things.
0: No, that's a good point. It's a really good point. If 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 one of our listeners is hearing your story right now, and maybe they're in a position where they feel stuck maybe they've lost their job, maybe they've, you know, they're just trying to find their way in this world, and they've got a goal or a dream, but they just have never been able to figure this out. If they're stuck right now, what's some advice that maybe you could give them that they can maybe even start implementing immediately?
1: The the first thing is, if people are stuck, it's uh, it's just take full responsibility and just understand uh, all pain is self-inflicted. You know, where you are, you've, you've chosen to be there in most cases, you know, right. I know that there's extreme situations, but, sure. um, but if you have, um, sound mind, right. If your mind, if your mind is there, right, you can take action, right? You can take some sort of action, um, to get to the outcome that you want. And the most important thing is to find good mentors, uh, that yeah. that's the magic because the mentors have already stepped on the landmines so that you don't need to step on the same landmines. Yeah. Uh, that's the easy way. It's like, you, it, but the thing is, you don't want to be an asshole. Like you ask them for something yeah. and then you just don't do it. Um, that's the biggest problem that people have. Because plenty of yeah. people are like, hey, you know, and, and it's interesting. I, I have tons of people messaging me all day and I'm like, do this. And they don't do it. And then they ask, well, what else can I do? And I'm like, do this. It's like Karate Kid. daniel Son, wax on, wax off. Yeah. Gotta do the fence first and then yeah. we'll go into the advanced. Yeah. Just to see if they'll actually do it.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. And I think, um, you know, even with a lot of clients I work with is they get this awareness. They understand it. Here's what I've got to do. So the awareness is now there, but then they do nothing with the awareness. Yeah. And then they wonder why they're still stuck and doing the same irrational and belief patterns mm-hmm. and behavior patterns, you know? So I love what you said there. That's great advice. Um, what, what are some of the things you're doing now that maybe you could share with our listeners? Like, I know I know you're 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 a guy that thinks big and you know do you got any new things on the horizons that you could share with us that you're working on
1: yeah so um, online is really big right now Zydex you know we're doing it's it's gaming computer specifically for okay. esports. yeah and so eSports now is larger than um, than the movies and and everything put together now um, so that's amazing that's a big push and we I've actually been doing that now for for over 8 years and, and it's really skyrocketed.
0: And you're saying that's even bigger now than PC laptops?
1: Way bigger because yeah. you know we sell like workstations for government, military, okay. uh, developers so that probably half the games you're playing more than likely that you know it was developed on one of our computers. Really? That's um, it's, cool. It's it's just amazing. That's a big one and then there's another thing that we're doing It's called storagewhale.com and it's uh it's online backup. For Mac or PC. That's government military grade encryption and protection. Wow. Okay. For consumers and for cheap, like six bucks a month. So, really? Yeah. And something like that, though, normally would cost someone a thousand, two thousand oh, yeah. a month, you know? Yeah, you would think. that level of protection. So yeah. those are two, two really big ones. And then finally, real estate. I love real estate. It's so fun. Yeah. And that's where I've acquired uh, a few really strong mentors um, that were in the tech business and have, have moved more into real estate as they gotcha. get older, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, um, so what does a day look like for you? Like, I mean, I know you're busy with your businesses, you got a lot going on, but what do you do to, like you said, you said we need to work on ourselves first. Mm-hmm. What do you do to work on you?
1: There's a template and I call it the perfect day. It's if people go and they look at it and Dan's my code on, on YouTube, you can see kind of a template of that. And, and each day should have a, a theme of what you want to accomplish. Um, but there's rituals that need to happen during that day. And so those habits and rituals that you that you make, make your day. And so, for example, okay. I used to be a late sleeper, right? But now I wake up at about 5.30 a.m. You wake up. First thing, drink a big glass of water. I have my goals written down on a sheet. You use the bathroom. You read those goals. Yeah. You look on your phone. I have a picture of all the things I want to accomplish in a little subdirectory on my phone. Okay. Whether it's, you know, being able to help people or buy a car or whatever. By properties or whatever it is yeah. i have pictures and i look at that to make it visual right love it um and then what i'll do after after the bathroom thing is then i'll do a little bit of um, meditation for about 30 minutes okay uh, and i'll do a walking meditation right so you're getting cardio and you're getting yeah. so we call that net time no extra time net. because you can do a couple things actually yeah okay without being distracted right yeah um and because your blood is flowing you you feel good Every day I intermittent fast. I don't eat until usually about 1 or 2 p.m., Okay, um, which is – and the reason being is I like to keep my mind clear, you know, in, in that morning.
0: Yeah, it's more clear when your body's not concentrating on digestion food. Is that correct?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it works for me, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of information on the internet about inter, uh, intermittent sure, fasting. Sure,
0: yeah. I know a lot of people are doing it. I know that, yeah.
1: So that works uh, pretty well. Um, And then I schedule most of my heavy-duty number crunching and meetings and things like that between 10 and noon. Okay. Because you're refreshed, you're ready to go, and then you're 10 to noon. It's where your brain is, and for most people, is very, very sharp between 10 and noon. Right. Uh, And then what I talk, then, of course, you have other stuff you can do after. But I'd like to do my relational stuff after that noon time. Because that doesn't require lots of heavy mathematical thinking. Right. It's building relationships with clients, customers, those kind of things, right? Yeah. During that time. And, of course, scheduling family time is, is really, really important. And after the kids go to sleep and those kind of things, then it's back to work, actually, and planning on the things that need to happen, emails and those kind of things, you know. Gotcha. Um, you know, a big mistake a lot of people do is first thing they do when they wake up is they look at social media and work on emails and things. And For sure. Then you're burning all your mana, right? All your yes. energy, your life force yes Um, early yeah um and you i usually like to do that a little later yeah Yeah. i love
0: it man that's cool yeah that's powerful and you know what i love what you're saying because if you study people who are successful there's usually a common thread among all of them and and they get up early and they work on themselves Mm -hmm. they'll they'll meditate they'll they'll exercise they'll clear their head they will set you know they'll look at their goals exactly what you were doing and and I and I've incorporated that that in my day as well, and it's been the greatest thing that I've ever done. And That's I'll great. tell you, get you, you know, I mean, I've got this quote on my wall right behind you. It says the most powerful weapon on earth is a human soul on fire, mm-hmm. by Ferdinand Foch. And it really, I really believe that. It's kind of like what you're doing is you're kind of getting yourself on fire, ready for the day, ready to tackle anything that comes your way.
1: Most people don't do this, right? And this is why one yeah. percent of the population control ninety nine percent of the resources on the planet. Wow! And you find that one percent. Or they're doing this kind of ritual, right? And and the key is this, for the listeners out there to get started, get your phone out and create a schedule. Schedule it on your phone as, right. a, as an appointment, Yeah, right? Have that whole regimen. You may have 15, 20 things on that. Wake up, use the bathroom, look at goals, right? Do all those things. But you need that to build the habit because yeah. at first, you know, the four levels of competency, right? Sure. Right? Yeah. So, but most people, they're unconsciously incompetent at first they're just why is my life so horrible right right <laughs> then they realize they go to conscious uh, uh incompetency and they realize I'm dumb because you know I'm eating too much I'm doing drugs and doing whatever I'm doing but at least they've identified that right yeah then they go to conscious competence and that's and that's where you schedule it right yeah conscious like I have to force myself to do this damn thing right go to that and then soon you go to what I call uh Jedi Master Yoda level right you go to unconscious competence where it's natural, it's a flow state. Yeah. And that momentum pushes you to that next level. Wow. And so, but the first thing is, again, ninety-nine percent of people don't have the recipe on their phone, the, the schedule. Right. Dialed in. And that's something that, you know, people need to really spend. Just spend a you know, on a weekend, spend two, three hours. Just just do the schedule. Just yeah. do that once and force yourself to follow it as best you can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. It's like there it is. So I do I do something similar. I call it my hour of power, and it's on my phone. It's an alarm, and it's you open it up, and it spells it all out in very, very you know, vivid detail. Good. And good. so, um, so I do really respect that you do that, and it doesn't surprise me, you know, because of what you're doing. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why you're so successful. Is that fair to say?
1: it's just execution, yeah. right, and not giving up. So you know, it's executing on those rituals. And be able to endure a lot of pain and not give up. Right. Right. That pain, that endurance is really important though. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they feel pain and they quit. They feel pain and they quit and they go to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And uh, that's a cycle that I used to do. Right. And and if you're conscious about that, you can fix that. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: No, I love it. Um, If if you, a couple more questions here I want to ask you Mm -hmm. is if, if you could give our listeners who are hearing your story right now, um, a challenge, give them a challenge right now. I know we've said a few things here that that's obviously a challenge they could do, but is there anything you could challenge our listeners right now that they could do?
1: Yeah. Like a, some, like a, a challenge. Okay. Yeah. So, um, right now, right after this podcast, yeah. take out your phone or a piece of paper, or go to the notes on your phone, you know, and write down some things you want to be at. And you got to be very specific Financially, physically, and spiritually, and personal development-wise. So, I'll give you a quick example. Okay. Uh, for financial, let's say one of them is um, I want to be able to save three hundred dollars a month, or five hundred a month, or a thousand, whatever your number is, right? And and what I'm going to do, the action plan is, I'm going to go to Fidelity or E Trade or somewhere like that, and I'm going to set up a brokerage account for free on my phone, right? Yeah. And I'm going to set up an auto withdrawal for whatever amount that I'm comfortable with investing in whatever I want every month for even if it's $50, right? Yeah. Okay, that's step That's step one, the financial clear target. And then you say, I'm going to reoccurringly pay that investment into there every month, right? The physical goal, I'm going to move my body, right? For, and we can start small, 15 minutes a day. Yeah. Five days a week. Yeah. Let's start there. And bring it to 20, bring it to 30, add some weights to it, right? Okay. But be very specific, put that in your calendar. Okay, I'm gonna spend 20, 15, 20 minutes today. I'm gonna to walk around my house, the neighborhood, my dog, yeah, whatever right. it is, right? Um, but people have to be very specific with that again, because if you're too broad and you're not specific, you won't get it, right? Right. You're just trying to you're just kind of shooting the shotgun effect and you won't hit anything. Yeah. Um, and then it's the spiritual uh, spiritual personal development, right? Yeah. Maybe that's spending a certain amount of time with your family, your children or giving back per week. If you're going to give back per week, maybe you're going to go volunteer. So you put like, look, every Saturday, I volunteer at the uh, retirement home. Right. And I'm going to go help people, right? Or whatever it is. Schedule that in there. So after this podcast, just pick one thing in those areas. Love it. Schedule it on your phone, and then freaking do it. Yeah. You know? (laughs) You know? Love it. Make it easy at first. It doesn't have to be some monumentous thing. But, But the biggest problem people have is, I want to be fitter. I want to be skinnier. I want to be wealthier. I want to feel better mentally, get rid yeah. of my anxiety. But they're not as specific. Yeah. And then they never get better. <laughs> yep, they don't. Yeah.
0: No, that's exactly what I was looking for. Thank you. I know I put you on the spot with no, that no challenge, problem. but thank you. That's exactly, that's beautiful. Well, um, I, I, I want people to be able to reach out to you. And if if they have a question for you or if they're struggling or if they want specific questions to, you know, to ask you, sure. what would be the best way for them to get a hold of you?
1: So a few places, uh, Instagram, I'm pretty active at Dan's Millionaire Code. Um, also on YouTube, if they want to watch the videos, of course, they can search Dan's Millionaire Code on iTunes and Spotify and everywhere as well. Yeah. Facebook, everywhere. Sure. Right? Um, that's that's where... The best place that I can respond to questions is Instagram. Okay. Though that's the best.
0: So just a direct message yeah. on Instagram.
1: And then what I do is I send out a, a, a newsletter weekly uh, Okay. at Dan's Millionaire Code. If they subscribe to it, it's free. And one thing that people will notice, there's nothing they can buy from me uh, as far as Dan's Millionaire code. That's my give back.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: And this is why it's guaranteed to be genuine because they can't buy anything. Yeah. Um, but it's double-edged. A lot of times when they say when money transacts, people get more committed. And maybe that's true or not. But my idea is if you know we can just touch a few lives right. and really make a big impact, get real deep in there and have them go, they'll replicate because... I ask people to do just a few things. Um, one, if they if they like the material and it helps them, right, share it with friends and loved ones. Rate yeah. it really good on iTunes, you know, so it, sure. you know we can get um, right. you know some more people seeing it. Two, give ten percent of your financial gain from all my material, right, if it's helped you, and give it to a good charity. Wow! Right, I like Operation Underground Railroad and Nuzzles and Co. Yeah, two of those. One to save the dogs and cats. Two, first one to save the humans that are being trafficked and kidnapped and yeah. organ harvested. Yes, um, that that's a big one. So, no, that's uh, awesome. but those, actually, those two are probably the biggest ones okay. that I'd like to see people do. Sure, yeah,
0: love it. What? Yeah, I'm just really impressed on how you're so into giving back. And you know, I think it was Steve Jobs that said you can never connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. And as I'm connecting the dots backwards on your story. And we go all the way back to when you bought those guys a hamburger. Yeah, And if you think about it, at least, you know, from my perspective, just sitting across from me, hearing this for the first time, how that buying of the hamburger really kind of set the stage for all of this. And that's kind of what I'm saying. I'm just so impressed. And it's so, what a blessing that your dad gave you that uh, advice and you, actually did it like you said you're you're saying guys go do it do something Mm -hmm. you did it you put it to the test and you thought wow look what happened yeah it turned out pretty good well it turned out good Mm -hmm. because it probably like you said saved your life maybe that day you don't know
1: well if those guys didn't save save us uh we might not be here that's
0: my point and and we can (laughs) laugh about it but i i'm really i really believe in those little small moments that can reap rewards for the rest of your life. And I, I don't know, I think that has spilled over into your philosophy at work, your philosophy at life. And uh, I, I don't know, I just wanna tell you how grateful I am that you were willing to come spend some time with me. No thanks. I know how busy you are, and it really is an honor to have you on. I've I've followed you for years, and I just Thank think you. the world of you.
1: Thank you, I appreciate yeah. it though.
0: Yeah, so there you go, listeners. Uh, another amazing belief cast uh, with Dan Young from PC Laptops and, and a bunch of whole other stuff that he does. What great advice, please take it, put it to the test. If you wanna change your life, you've, we've gotta do something. We can't just sit and wish for it. And uh, so Dan, you're amazing. Thank you for uh, rubbing shoulders with me today. And listeners, please share this with anyone and everyone that you know. Thanks for all your support. And again, Brassy Network, Network, Networks, <laughs> thank you for uh, your support as well. And I uh, love you guys and, and Dan, love you too, Thanks thank so much. You.